This is the Mindfulness and Productivity Systems Podcast with Dr. Serene Sharif. This is a space where we explore how mindfulness, productivity systems, and our thoughts create the magic in our life. I'm here to help and support you if you are struggling with overwhelm and burnout, and you're looking for tools to take control of your time, mind, energy, and productivity. I'm your host, Dr. Serene Sharif, and I am a general surgeon, medical educator, mom to three wonderful children, and wife, which were all instrumental in my journey to be a productivity and burnout coach. I'm excited to share my tools and unique framework to build a community so no one has to go through this alone, empowering each other to find our way out of burnout and overwhelm. We will explore how my mindfulness and productivity systems framework can help you combine the energy of mindfulness with the scientific principles of habit building and your unique systems of productivity. My framework is designed to help you find clarity, design your dream life, and create your transformation. We'll discuss how to overcome limiting beliefs and obstacles that are standing in the way of your dream life, as well as how to create and sustain your new habits in a way that will allow you to finally ditch your willpower and motivation struggles and have more time and energy to live your best life. This is episode number 39. In our last episode, we talked about how we connect to our brain and to ourselves, how we look at our stressors, the mental and emotional stressors, how we look at our emotions and our emotional triggers as well as creating a new set of tools for resilience and overcoming burnout. As we talk about designing and creating the changes that we want to see, I want to send you a special invite. If you want to connect to your life vision and future self, create your 2022 vision board and set your goals and design the habits to create your best year ever, please join my Create Your Vision for 2022 Experiential Masterclass scheduled for December 29, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can register at www dot serenity wellness md.com forward slash vision 2022 you can also find the link in the show notes and i look forward to meeting all of you there as we design and create the changes that we want to see in our life this week i'd like to continue this conversation about connecting to our brain and really creating that happy ending life by design looking at what are the things we want and really taking the actions and creating the changes that we want to see in our life. Now, my guest today is an expert in this area, and I think you're going to love our discussion and the actionable tips on using these tools to create the changes that you want to see. Thank you so much for listening. I'm so excited to welcome my guest today, Chelsea Turgeon. Chelsea is a number one Amazon bestselling author of the book, Residency Dropout, a career coach and digital nomad. And there's so much right in there that I am excited to talk about, but I want to share a little bit more on the work that she does is she helps burnt out healthcare professionals find fulfillment and enjoy their work. While running her online business, she travels around the world and is currently exploring Latin America. Hi, Chelsea. So excited to have you here. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited for our conversation. Yeah, absolutely. I know a little bit about you've shared about your life and I think it is so fascinating. And I would love for you to share a little bit on how you're doing the work that you're doing and kind of your journey and how you got there. Yeah, so I started off 
myself. And I think I'm pretty similar to many of your clients and your audience in that I was always that overachiever type where really starting pretty early on in high school, I realized I was good at school. I was academically talented and I got a lot of social validation from it. And that kept me coming back for more. So I even, I had a time when in college where I was trying to decide what I wanted to do. And I was a psychology major and deciding between going to grad school for psychology versus going to medical school. And anytime I told somebody, I think I'm thinking about going to medical school, I was always met with so much, wow, like you must be really smart. You're a doctor or you're going to be a doctor. And I think I just really wasn't aware of this at the time. This is all me from hindsight looking back, but it just felt so good to have that, all that external validation. And so I just kept going down this path of academic achievement. And in medical school, I was probably the classmate who you never asked to really hang out because I was always studying. And I was just very much always focused on what I could achieve and subconsciously thinking that I was going to get to some point where all the achievements were going to be worth it. That once I get into the residency of my dreams and I'm a doctor, then I'll feel better about myself or I'll feel more whole in some way. And I couldn't quite articulate it or put my finger on it, but I just had this sense that my, my happiness, my fulfillment, all the things I was waiting for were like just around the corner. But as I started to realize that meant they were perpetually around the corner and that I never got to experience them. And so I took this really hustle overachiever mentality with me and it, I took it with me into residency and I just really started to burn out. I started to realize that one, I didn't feel any differently than I did in medical school. Cause I thought like once I got to this place and I achieved everything I wanted, I would feel better, but I didn't feel better and I didn't feel different. And so I start, I started to have a little bit of a disillusionment around, is this strategy really working for me? Is there something I'm missing? Is there something else out there for me? During this time in residency and fourth year of med school, I also started really deepening into like meditation. I started reading some spiritual books and I started to just have a big values and paradigm shift and start to see the world differently. And I started to wonder like one quote that really sticks with me is there's no happy ending to an unhappy journey. And I started to really question my journey. If I'm really unhappy right now during this journey, is it really going to buy me some value on the other side of it? And I really just started to question all of that. And I got to a place in residency of just burnout where I had a hard time getting out of bed in the morning. The moment I woke up and first thing I thought about was when can I nap? When can I go back to sleep? Because I don't want to be awake anymore. And so just had that place of burnout. I ended up taking a five week leave of absence from the hospital. I was able to take some time to really just center back into myself, ask myself some of the deeper questions about what do I really want? What is going to really fulfill me? What's going to drive me? What, what am I doing? Basically kind of a gut check, a moment to check in because we go through medical school and all of our training, we just go so fast and we're just so focused. And there's not much time at the end of each day to ask yourself those deeper questions. You can make the time, but most of us do not. And we're just in this perpetual hustle. And so having that five weeks away allowed me to really step back and take a bigger, like a zoomed out view of my life, what I was doing, where I was going. And during that time, I decided I don't want to be a doctor. I don't think I ever did. I think I did it for the wrong reasons, which I wasn't aware of at the time. So it's okay, but this is not what I want anymore. And as with any sort of surgical training, OBs, there's semi-surgical and really any medical training, you have to be in it to complete it. It's not just a casual thing. A lot of people would talk to me and they're like, why don't you just finish residency? Just finish. That sounds so simple. It is not that simple. It really requires a lot of dedication and you can't just half-ass your way through a residency. You really have to be present and focused, determined and resilient and all these things. And I wasn't able to conjure all of that up for something 
something I didn't want in the first place. And so I was, I was able to see this is not what I want. So I ended up resigning from my residency, bought a one-way ticket to South Korea and got a job there teaching English and have been living abroad, traveling, working ever since. That's amazing. So much of what you shared are struggles that I've heard others mention, but you were so incredibly courageous in saying, this is not what I want. A lot of times we delay that decision-making thinking, okay, it will get better later. It will get better later. And then later happens and you're like, no, it's still that better. But you were able to connect to your heart, what you wanted and really bring awareness to, okay, I did do medical school and part of residency, but now I am aware of what is it that is going on and what I need. And I think your quote, there's no happy ending to an unhappy journey. That is amazing. I'm going to write it and put it up on my post-it board because that is so true. We try to, we think that I just have to suck it up through this one little bit. And then it turns into a year and it turns into a few years. And if there's something that is making us deeply unhappy, just examining what is it that makes us feel unhappy? So one of the questions that I get asked a lot is like, how do I make things better? So I'm in this burnout journey. I'm, I'm feeling overwhelmed. I'm feeling unhappy. But what if next year is really better? What if maybe I feel unfulfilled now, like feeling like something is missing a lot. I've had a lot of clients say that, you know, I just feel like something is missing. I, I should be happy. I'm living my dream life, but I feel like something is missing and I just feel so disconnected. I, I would love to hear your thoughts on that. And how did you even make that transition of knowing, okay, this is really, this is not where I should be and connecting to that deeper part, your wiser inner self to get that answer. Cause really we think answers are outside, but it's all inside. So how do we connect to that answers and answer that for ourselves, for any of the listeners who may be thinking, I wonder how do I know if this is right for me? Those are all such valid things. And I think the way you painted that picture is, is such a struggle I'm personally familiar with and a struggle that I've helped many people through as well. So one of the first things I'll say is that like next year is not going to be better unless you make it better. And I know that's a bold and broad statement, but I really believe that it's that other, I think it's like an Einstein quote where he's insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. If you're going to keep showing up at the same job with the same habits and the same tendencies that you have, and you don't do anything to take ownership of your situation, no one's going to come and sprinkle fairy dust on you and make your life better. It really is something that requires you to take ownership. And that is scary for a lot of people, but I also think it's really empowering that you have a lot of power within you to make the changes, to make it better. So I'll say that's the first thing is if you're passively letting your life go by without really taking an active ownership role, I don't imagine how anything significant would change. Even if a big life event happened because of the set point theory of happiness, you're going to end up right back where you were. So even if you get a raise or something else big happens, you have, you have a baby or something else really good, you're still going to end up back in kind of the same place if you're not actively doing something. So that's a big first one is realizing your responsible for your happiness, for your well-being. No one else is going to make you happy for you. The second thing really revolves around self-honesty. And that can be really scary because there's a lot of things we delude ourselves about because we don't want to know the answer because we're afraid that if we know the answer, it's going to require us to make some bigger changes. So we're afraid to admit that I'm unhappy in my marriage or I don't like my job or whatever it is. There's truths that we know them somewhere on some level in our body, but we're really afraid of what it means 
emotions if they actually come out to the surface. So it requires first a willingness to be honest with yourself. And within that, there it does require courage because sometimes what comes out is uncomfortable. Sometimes what comes out does require you to make some bigger changes in your life. But the, living with these truths about yourself that you're suppressing, that you're deluding yourself about is so much more painful than any change that has to happen when you just admit what's real. So for me, the truth that was deep within me is I do not want to be a doctor. It wasn't that I'm unhappy in residency. It wasn't that I don't like my specialty. It wasn't that I'm in the wrong program. Those weren't the truths. The truths were, I don't want to wake up and go to a hospital ever unless I'm really sick, but I don't want that to be my workplace. I don't want a clinic to be my workplace. I, and that's a really uncomfortable truth. But the moment I admitted that to myself, yeah, there was a lot of repercussions. There was a lot of changes. There was a lot of things I had to do, but because I just felt so whole because I was able to finally just speak what was true. I just felt so much relief and such an energy rush and so many just, I just felt so good from admitting the truth. The strength that you get from admitting what's true for you will propel you to take any actions that you need to deal with the repercussions of that truth. So it's just honesty is always the best policy. I think you shared that with me earlier. So taking ownership, self-honesty, and the rest will start to not fully take care of itself, but the rest will start unfold for you. I love that. I love that. And it's so true. When we do have emotions, such as overwhelm, et cetera, it's really our brain's way of saying, you can't handle the truth. You don't want the truth. And but there's also such relief when we finally say, you know what, this is the truth, that this is not what I want. Or recognizing, actually, I do want that, but this is not how I want it. And how do we really get to that next step? And I'd love to talk to you a little bit more about when people are, and it doesn't, because I do have listeners who aren't in the field of medicine. So it could be medicine, it could be outside of medicine, but when you are trying to find that space of fulfillment that we talked a little bit earlier about what is fulfillment and for, for each person, it could be different, but what is going to make you happy? And how do we find those deeper answers? I'd love to hear your thoughts about it. And how do people connect to you? You mentioned that you had connected to meditation and spirituality and using all what we already own, what is in our brain already, how do we tap into our inner wisdom? Yeah. And so it's so funny because I, because I'm traveling, I meet people really regularly. And one of the first questions I get asked is what do you do? And I explain, I'm a coach. I help people connect to their purpose and start doing the work that really fulfills them. And everyone's, how do you do that? That sounds really hard. And and I respond, it's not actually, because we all know within us at some level what it is we really want. It's so, it's so wild to me. When I first started doing this, it blew my mind the way if I can just ask enough questions and dig deep enough, there's something there within you that you haven't shared with anyone yet it has been your lifelong dream, but you just were afraid to say out loud. So one of my clients who I started working as, she's an occupational therapist. During our first call, she was just crying and so sad that she didn't want to do like occupational therapy anymore and, but had no idea what she wanted to do. But then that was like during our initial discovery call, but then during our first session, it came out so easily and effortlessly that she'd always wanted to be a yoga teacher and a massage therapist. And I was like, it's already in there. So you just have to start asking people. I, I have a lot of questions that are ways of wording things that allow people to get around their limiting beliefs of what they think is possible, realistic. One of my clients had an issue with that's not serious enough. I can't go into fashion or I can't try to be an influencer because that's not serious enough. We just have all of these stories that we've picked up along the way about what a successful career should look like. And once we start to recognize what are those stories, 
stories that are telling me I can't do these things. So you first look at those stories of what have I been told that career success looks like? What have I been told leads to happiness? And we've all been given this formula of go to college, get a good job, and maybe go to graduate school, get a good degree, get a good job, start saving for a down payment, get married. You know, it's like we've been given this formula and it works for some people and that's great. But if it doesn't work for you, it doesn't work for you. So you have to just really be honest with yourself about that. So yeah, it's uncovering all of the ways that you've told yourself how you should live and then getting, tapping into how do you want to live? So some of the questions I'll ask people is if no one could be mad at you, no one would be mad at you, no matter what you did, what would you want to do? Or if you could make money doing literally anything, or if money wasn't an issue, if you already had a billion dollars in your bank account, you're set, what would you be doing with your time? And that's the starting place. It doesn't mean you're going to jump right to that thing, right? Let's say from my one client, I want to be a meditation or I want to be a yoga teacher and a massage therapist. It doesn't mean you quit your job right away with no backup plan and just jump into the next thing. I did that, but I know that that's necessarily the path for everybody. So it doesn't mean you have to do this all or nothing approach, but you have to start connecting with the desires and then bringing them into the light of reality and saying, what's a way that I can truly start to walk towards this and start to make this happen. It also doesn't mean you have to monetize every hobby or every passion, right? Maybe what you want to do work part-time, work a little bit less, and then have this massage therapy thing you do on the side for fun, or just teach yoga for fun on the side. It doesn't always mean that the thing that's on your heart has to be the main thing, the forever thing, the thing that pays all your bills. It could be, and that's great, but usually there's something within each of us that we want to express, that we want to do in some way. And so that's the first step is asking those deeper questions, connecting to that, letting go of the shoulds, and then forming a real plan to start moving in that direction. I love it. That is so wise and connecting to our inner wisdom. I always get the the question, oh, I thought coaches just told you what to do. And and I tell them, actually, no, it's helping you find your deeper answers. And there are a lot of questions that can help just even start the conversation, start the thinking process. And I love that you shared how people can actually experiment with that a little bit, try it out. So I had this dream always that when I grew up, up, retired, whatever, like later in life, I wanted to own a coffee shop. I love to bake. And so this was just on my bucket list of dreams. And I had the opportunity to try it out. A couple of my friends approached me and said, oh, do a baking business. And and this is when I had quit my full-time practice. Obviously I could do it with my full-time practice. But so it popped up as an option and I thought, oh, why do I have to wait? I could try it now. So these are the things that I learned. So I got to see my baked goods displayed in the display stand on a coffee store and all of the amazing amazing, like that feeling of warmth and joy and and accomplishment. And I realized I honestly didn't want to do it anymore until you try it. You may think, oh, this is what I want to do because we, we think, oh, somehow something else is better or deeper or more amazing than what we're doing right now. But until we try it, we never know what it really truly feels like. Now, I still love to bake and I, I love to bake for myself, for my family, et cetera. But I realized that looking at how I want to spend my time, this is truly what I want to do. And also there was a lot more about baking professionally that I did not know. All of the administrative or whatever the, it's not just baking, there's like Mm -hmm. a whole another world you enter. So I think it's wonderful 
how you've helped them really just experiment because you never know until you try it. Yeah, I think that's so huge. And just to speak to that a little bit more, that all the things about baking that you didn't like, I call that your shit sandwich. So like in every job, well, Mark Manson calls it that. I'm going to borrow that from him. Every job, every professional undertaking, everything that you're going to do in exchange for money, in my experience thus far, there's some sort of part of it that sucks. Everything sucks some of the time. What you have to do is decide what is the suck that you're willing to tolerate? What is the suck that is worth it for you? What is the suck that like, yeah, whatever, this is part of it. I don't care because I am fulfilling my dreams and I'm doing this thing that really matters to me. And so for you for baking, it's that sucks, not really worth worth it for me. And that's okay. And I wouldn't have known that until I did it, like you said. And so that's another principle I I walk through with my clients is clarity through action. You can't sit around and just think about in your head what you would like to do and get clarity in that way. You can have a level of clarity. You can have an idea. You can have an inkling. But until you are actively engaging in that activity, really no. You're just hypothesizing about what you think is going to make you happy. But until you're engaging with it and like really in the mess, in the mud of what you're doing. That's where the real clarity comes in. Love it. Clarity through action. It is so true though, because until you, until I did it, I really didn't know. And, and it is trying to find which, which suck. I love that. Which mm-hmm. suck you're okay with. What's your shit? Yeah, it is. And, and it is true. I have, I have three kids and they're middle elementary school, middle school, high school. And when I talk to people, I always say, because they say, oh, it must be so hard. This must be so hard or that must be so hard. And I tell them, no, it's just every place just has its own pros and cons, essentially. Mm-hmm. Things that work and things that don't. But but I would put it exactly like you said, there's some part that is just sucky about this age or that age. And, and that's okay, because you get to live all the positives and you get to explore which side, which place are you okay with? Do you prefer to spend your time? So I think that is a that is a really great advice to examine. What are you okay? Some people I know love the baking industry. And they're okay with that. Mm-hmm. That's what they want to do. And, and it's only by taking action that you can figure it out. And it's only by being willing to fail. If you try something and it doesn't work out, doesn't mean anything. It just means you tried and that's not what worked for you. Yeah. And it doesn't mean you're behind or that you messed mm-hmm. up or that you made a mistake or, oh, I shouldn't have ever tried that. That was silly. That was ridiculous. It's thank God I tried that because otherwise this dream of baking professionally and owning a coffee shop might just still be sitting on my heart unexpressed. Now that I've expressed it and given it some, an outlet and I've experimented with it no longer is weighing on me. It's you, you're free and you have more insight about what you want. And you're just always further ahead when you're taking that intentional action. Absolutely. There is no race to get to the end because the journey the is, is, the end is death there. I want to just stroll, <laughs> stroll along and enjoy. Yeah. And I'd love to have you all share a little bit about the limiting beliefs because it is so true. It is what we think. We think, oh, that, I'm not good at that. I should be doing that. That's not good for me. Or this is not right. This is not what I should. There's that should and the expectation and something that someone probably said it at some point in our life or that we incorporated from our culture or environment. So what are some mindset shifts or what are some ways that you've helped to shift through 
these limiting beliefs and get to that next level? Yeah, they're hard because some of these are pretty, some, some people are very ground into their limiting beliefs a bit. They're not willing to, to look differently. But if, if you are, if you're willing to start exploring another way, some of the, the big ones that I hear from people are like, oh, that's a pipe dream or that's mm-hmm. unrealistic. Unreal. We, we love to be realistic. High achievers, <laughs> people in really professional careers. We just love to be realistic or irresponsible. That's not responsible or that's silly. So there's all these things you have to start to unpack and to, to look at. So for example, someone who, what I love about what I do though, is everyone comes to me, people I don't even know, and they just tell me their biggest dreams. I'm like, this is so cool. Cause they see me just going all out doing what I want to do. And then people just come to me and tell me the thing. There was this one person, I think she was an anesthesia resident and she's messaging me on Instagram about, I would love to be a country snowboard guide, but that's just a pipe dream. Mm-hmm. But is it? And so first mm-hmm. of all, I think it, it just starts with looking at it. So what is a pipe dream? Let's just get clear on what does that mean? Okay. Maybe a pipe dream is something that you could never do. Is that true? Could you never become like how to snowboard? Could you never, is there no one else in the world who's a backcountry snowboard guide? Okay. So it's something you could do. So it's like mm-hmm. you start, start to poke little holes at it one way or the other to get at the real story. Okay. So it's something I could do, but it wouldn't make enough money to pay off my med school loans. Okay. What is that based on? Do you know how much they make? Do you know that there's a ceiling cap for the income potential? Do you know all the, and so once you start to really question people's beliefs, they're like, I don't know, actually, I don't know the salary of that, or I've never looked at that. Or I didn't know that, oh, you could be a backcountry snowboard guide for like seasonally. And then you could have another job where you're working in an emergency room. So it's, we just dismiss things before we even really give them a chance. And so it's just starting to really ask pretty specific questions. Another one of my clients was telling me like, that's just not responsible. I was like, okay, what is responsible? What makes you responsible? And she started listing all these things. And I'm like, does all of that have to be true? Do you have to make this certain amount of salary? Do you have to not enjoy the work, like not enjoy the work that you do? Do you have to fit all these boxes to actually be responsible? You can decide what you want responsible to be. (laughs) So it's once you just start playing around with people's perceptions. And I I just start to get really granular. You start to see the way that you make these kind of cognitive distortions where you're generalizing things without really knowing the facts. And the more you can just ask questions and start to dig in to some of those beliefs and, and start to just ask, is that really true? Does that have to be true? Is that the only way? Maybe it could be true. And maybe that's part of the truth. And sometimes it's true, but does that have to be the only truth? Do you know anyone who is doing something similar to that? And so just questioning reality, I think is a big one because we have these ideas that like reality is this fixed thing, but it's, there's really a lot of absolutely absolutely I love that and it is true it is questioning maybe beliefs that we have held for a long time that aren't serving us that are actually keeping us stuck in pursuing our dreams or the things that we want to and really just asking is that even true we're, we're staying stuck we're staying in that overwhelmed space staying because we think this is the only way to do something but what if it's not and sometimes just even like giving that opportunity to mm-hmm. dream mm-hmm. giving that opportunity to envision what if envision something different? What if that could be true? What would that be like? And again, just taking little steps towards it because Rome wasn't built in a day, right? So it's not like we're going to change our entire life in a day, but what if small changes now can create a bigger change that is going to come up in the next week or the next month or the next year? Are you willing to take one step towards? Yeah. And that's a big way we talk ourselves out of doing anything is we have this all or nothing approach. And that really comes from a mindset 
mindset of perfectionism that if I can't quit my job and skyrocket to fame tomorrow, there's no point in ever trying at an open mic night. Whereas Mm -hmm. like maybe your soul just wants to go and sing at open mic nights and enjoy that process. And it doesn't have to lead to anything else. But like when we just give ourselves, when we honor some of the the things that we want to do and take these smaller steps, it only happens through the smaller steps. It's Mm -hmm. not going to like, sometimes there's big leaps we take. And I definitely did take a big leap, but when you use that all or nothing mentality, you talk yourself out of ever starting. So true. And a lot of times we look at other people's big leap and we don't realize how many tiny steps, how many poking holes and limiting beliefs, how many times they've asked the question and connected to their heart. We only see the tip of the iceberg. Oh, they did this. That's amazing. Yes. But they were, they did a lot of stuff. I I think that when we really get down to it, there's so many things that comes through and that. So, so if any of our listeners wanted to get in touch with you and know more about you, where would they find your information? Yeah. So I'm very present on Instagram. So my Instagram handle coach Chelsea MD, I show up in stories a lot. If you're interested in following my travels, I post a lot about there on, on Instagram. I also have a website coach where I have tons of blog content. I've over like a hundred blog articles. I've been blogging like every week for ever since I left medicine, basically. Mm -hmm. And then I also have a podcast called Life After Medicine. And it's really just about sharing stories of people who have forged their own path to fulfillment. So those are some of the places that you can connect with me. And I'm happy to connect with anyone listening. Absolutely. Thank you. And if you could leave our listeners with one question or one mindset shift to help them as they navigate through this transition in their life or that they want to take, What's a question that has helped you take that next step or take that next leap, if you will? Yeah, I think a simple question to ask, and you can ask this of beliefs, you can ask this of external circumstances, is just, is this serving me? And so that can be like a job that you're in. It can be a habit that you have. And just asking yourself, is this serving me? Because a lot of the things that we do, we, we can operate on an autopilot where, you know, the thoughts that we have are these repetitive thoughts we've been having for years and the habits we have, we develop them at some point and some of them are great, but some of them are like binge watching Netflix for hours a day. And so for for anything in your life, I think just taking a moment and it doesn't have to come from a negative beating yourself up place. I find it better to not come from that place, but just taking a gentle, compassionate evaluation of different aspects of your life and just asking like, is this serving me? If not, what would serve me? What would I love to be doing? Am I willing to let this go if it's not serving me, but would allow me to be willing to let it go. Um, that was several questions, but start with the main gateway one. Mm-hmm. Is this serving me? And just be open to the answer. I love it. Absolutely. And sometimes just starting even that conversation, right? It's conversation with a heart saying, what's going on? Why is this showing up? You know, why am I feeling this way? And is this serving me? Is this something that I need to let go? Or is this something maybe that I need to make a few small changes? How can I work the situation to my best advantage? From a place of not feeling desperate or upset or frustrated, but how could this be better? How can, and, and really nurturing ourselves. So I love that. Thank you so much. And I'll include all of your contact information in the show notes as well. So everyone will have a chance to connect with you and get to know you more. I really appreciate the time that you've spent with us and all of the wisdom that you've shared today. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. For my listeners, if there are any topics that you want to hear more, please drop a comment below. I would be happy to add those to our 
weekly content. For all those listening, thank you for joining us today. If you found this valuable, please like, subscribe, leave a review on iTunes and share it with a friend or two. I would so appreciate that. I would love to hear from you. If you have a story to share about burnout or overwhelm, please reach out to me so we can continue to build this community so no one has to go through burnout and overwhelm alone. You can reach out to me at my website, serenitywellnessmd.com or Mindfulness and Productivity Systems Facebook page or at Serenity Wellness MD on Instagram. The content of this podcast is not meant to be medical advice. Tune in for the next episode coming to you every Thursday morning. Goodbye for now.